<laughs> all right. Well, I want to thank God and praise God for all the rain in our region and thank him for breaking that horrible high 100 degree drought temperature. I know y'all been praising God. I know you have. Praise the Lord for the rain. Praise the Lord for the breaking of that heat. I think in my, my things that it got down to like 70, maybe a little lower my house last night. Isn't that something else? How, how good is God? You know, it's 112 here a few days, and so we're thankful. Yes? I know you know how to praise him for that, but I needed to just say it out loud again for all of us. So stay the course. Stay the course. We're in July. Amen? Well, um, if y'all could go to 1 Timothy. I already proclaimed during worship one of the other words I was going to share in that constantly sitting around the scripture that gives glory to God and teaching the saints how to honor him and praise him for everything. And it needs to be a part of our daily life, not just at church on Sundays, right? So 1 Timothy, if I can find it, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. Y'all there? 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. This is the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy. And he says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. However, for this reason, I obtained mercy that in me, first, Jesus Christ might show all long-suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. And now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Wow. What praise fills these words? Yes, a man, simply a man, born in sin, acting in ignorance, persecuting the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus and his church, and the mercy of God, the light of God, revealed himself to him, name of Jesus Christ, took him over, set him apart, anointed him, baptized him in the Holy Ghost and fire, sent him out to save a lot of people, right? And to preach this glorious gospel and to raise up a church and equip those saints to do that work. And he gives God glory over and over for the grace that came to him, exceeding and abundant for the faith and love that came to him through Jesus, knowing he was the chief of sinners, 
but yet God had a plan for him and a purpose for him, as he does all of us. And he came in power and obtained mercy so that he could show himself strong through Jesus. He came with long-suffering. He came to let all of us inherit everlasting life. And he closes with now to the king eternal. Jesus is king, yes? King eternal. Wow. Seated on his throne in glory, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise. Be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Again, these verses so exalt God, and I want us to be a people that we exalt God, that is our daily bread to give him thanks. It is our daily lifestyle to exalt him for who he is. He's worthy of this. He's good, not just in the bad times. He's good all the time. And it has become kind of a religious cliche. Well, God is good all the time, but yet God is good. That's who he is. God is love. And so I exhort you to see these testimonies through the word. Take them to heart and know that we are no different. And what is your praise song? What is your song? What do you tell God? You know where you were born. We were all born in sin, but what have you come through out of? How has he saved you, healed you, protected you? What miracles has he worked in your life? Look at how he's blessed you. Yes, look at the life that we have in Christ Jesus. And yes, the sufferings we go through, the persecutions, the stand we have to take for righteousness sake. It's all for him to be glorified and God is with us in it, right? And we go through it. So please hear that Sunday after Sunday, day after day, in the night, in the morning, when you lie down and sleep, thank him. Thank him. He rests where there's thanksgiving. He abides where there's honor. He abides and rests where there's glory given to his name. He rejects pride. He will not dwell with pride or the fear of man, but he comes to humble hearts who are open. We know who we are. <laughs> we know where we're returning to, and we have to let it be our lifestyle and speak it out loud. The devil cannot read your mind. Hallelujah. God wants us to speak it out loud and praise him out loud. That's why we shout, we decree, we sing. We read the word out loud. Get it out there in the atmosphere. Speak it out loud, and it'll shift everything around you. Yes? And we get to do this for all eternity, so you might as well start practicing now. Amen? Y'all hear that? And so um, I kind of entitled this being consumed with Christ, but I keep and have kept seeing this tidal wave, okay? Y'all know what a tidal wave is. It's bigger than your normal ocean waves. And you can look at this tidal wave as two things, a tidal wave of evil or a tidal wave of the glory of God. Okay, so it's kind of like, you know where we are today, and it's like there's this unvoiced expectancy that any minute something is going to take us over that's dark, that's looming, that's a place you've never walked before, or seen before. It's like, come on, break through with it already. But it's like this wave that's just, you know, as you see the old thing, it comes up, and it's like you can see it circling over to loom over and against your mind, your life, your walking God. But I want you to shift the way you're thinking 
okay, to what are you looking at? What's our focus? I've told you over and over, our focus is the glory of God. That even though darkness covers the earth, deep darkness covers the people, my glory shall arise upon you. That. And so I've felt that in the spirit for quite a while. So it's like, what are you seeing? What do you perceive? What are you expecting? What are you anticipating? Where is your heart? So if it's fixed on loom and doom and it's going to overtake us and all the ifs and what's going to happen, that's not putting your head in the sand and saying that things aren't going to be shaken. But I have to focus on the greater matter to be amazed and over just taken by the glory of God to see God in it, with it, through it, his light, his glory, his power. Yes? So shifting the way you think, girding yourself in the word of God, strengthen yourself to say, I'm not waiting, just waiting for that evil to come, <laughs> but I'm going to see the glory of God. Y'all hear me? It's a tidal wave of glory. What are you believing? And the tidal wave of glory starts in your own soul. The tidal wave of glory starts in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The tidal wave of glory starts in you and in me. That's where Christ lives, yes? Christ in me, the hope of glory. So that's what we're stewarding. We're stewarding his presence. We're stewarding the glory of God. We're stewarding the kingdom of heaven. God walks with us, talks with us. He's anointed us. He's appointed us. He's called us. He's chosen us for such a time as this. Yes? We've been honoring the spirit of holiness and how he's moving. Deep darkness will continue to manifest and it is coming to light. We sang that this morning. It will be exposed. Amen. <laughs> and will blatantly oppose the kingdom of light and the Lord's followers. We know that. But God's light is always greater. Significant shakings are here and they're coming. They will increase as God exposes the darkness with his light and his righteousness and his justice. Remember, he's shaking everything that's not in him, of him, with him, or for him. But in Christ, you will never be shaken, correct? We've been talking about this. We know that we're unmovable. The church needs to change the way we see life right now and on our watch. So let's shift the way we believe and think and choose to be consumed with Christ. Not just one day a week or at class. He is our life, yes? When Christ who is our life, when he appears, we'll appear with him in glory, the scripture says. The anointed one in his glory. We are steadied and we're anchored very deep, strong and solid in him, and we can't be moved from him in his light. All I see is glory. It shall increase. Look for him and stay focused. Job 29.3 said, by his light, we walk through darkness. Good word. By his light, we walk through darkness. So now go to Matthew 7. I know you know it. Matthew 7, verse 24 and 25. He says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, that's obedience to his word, I will liken him to a wise man who has built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. Correct? 
That rock is his word. The rock is Jesus Christ. He is the word made manifest. He is the word of God. So yes, we need to read our Bible. Yes, we need to read the word of God. Yes. Abide in me and abide in his word. But Jesus is the rock. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the way. He lives in us. Yes. He guards us and keeps us. He watches over us. And this is, gives you hope and courage because you're not alone. Say, I'm not alone. The rock is Jesus Christ. And so I have been hearing and seeing for quite a while of the light of the Lord. I've mentioned it more than once. And if we see in the spirit realm, then you clearly see those who are of light. In the darkness, they see those who are of the light. And in the flesh, you might be able to walk and see those who are in darkness. Correct? But we are now children of light, children of the day. And so we are literally hosting and carrying the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven with us every day, 24-7. We're actually seated with him in heavenly places, the scripture says. Christ feels all in all. Because of his resurrection, he feels all in all. And these scriptures, I'm just going to hit a few today on Jesus is the light and on the light of God. And as our eyes are focused on that light and he brings light to a matter, give glory to God. When the light is revealed in you with truth and power, when he answers your prayers, he provides, he heals, he saves, he restores, he empowers and anoints you. When you have to confront something, when you have to stand for truth, the light of God is so great. If we could just see the glory of God in the spirit realm, that light is emanating from you. Amen? And the words that you speak, they go out with arrows of light. When you speak God's word, when you pray God's word, when you decree God's word, it is literally arrows of light that are hitting their target. Amen? So in John 1, go to John 1. John 1, verse 1 through 5. John 1, 1 through 5. It says, in the beginning was the word And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. They were not able to grasp it, and it couldn't take them over. It's just amazing. Jesus is the word of God. He is the life, and the light of God is in him, yes? But not all receive it, and two, not everybody can receive it by faith, but yet that no one can overtake the light of Jesus, yes? No one. You may not grasp it yet, but nothing can stop the light of God, yes? So it's very biblical. In the beginning, here is the word. I'm pointing to Jesus Christ. Everything comes in with and through him. He is the light, scripture says. So if I'm keeping my focus on the light, right, I can expect to be consumed by that light. You know, after you shine for, well, you do, I guess, when you look at a light bulb for a while, if it's really bright, 
and how you blink. You know what I mean? Like a really bright bulb and you turn away from it and all you see is light, right? Flashes of little light, correct? That doesn't work for me with darkness. But when you're looking at a really bright light, it takes you a minute to get refocused because all you're seeing is light, 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 light. That's the focus, church, on the eyes of fire. Yes? Who are still blazing for us now because we're at the center of his heart and attention. Go to John 3, verse 17. John 3, 17. I'm going to start here. It says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already. We were born that way, right? Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds were evil. That's it. That's the condemnation. That's what the Apostle Paul was talking about earlier. Until the light blinded him on the road to Damascus and called him to himself, correct? And he was granted mercy and forgiveness and healing and launched him into the kingdom of heaven. How about that? And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. That's your battleground. That's the condemnation, correct? Because their deeds were evil. If you're in darkness, then you're going to produce the fruit of darkness. If you're in the light, you're going to produce the fruit of light, correct? Verse 20, for everyone practicing evil hates the light. They don't just not like it, right? For everyone who practices evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. That's what God is doing. That's what God did in us when we were first called by his name to himself. We came with, oh my God, I'm a sinner. I am lost. I'm going to hell. I'm separated from God. I'm in darkness. Woe be to me. And the mercy and the grace of God consumed me. A tidal wave of light came over me. The glory of God consumed me and brought me to the word made flesh brought me into the light of the world, took me out of darkness, put me into light, took me out of the kingdom of hell, put me in the kingdom of heaven. You hear it. These aren't just words that nobody understands. This is a living, breathing reality. Amen. This is the battleground. And those that you pray for that still are not saved, for the lost that are out there that are deceived in darkness, they literally hate the light. Period. That's it. (laughs) right? But you see the great deception until the light of God and the word of God comes to them and stands in front of them and immediately something happens just like it happened for you and me. Man, verse 20, everyone practicing evil hates the light and has not come to light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the life. He who does the truth, who loves the truth, comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. So one day it says everything's going to be open and laid bare before him with whom we have to do. Ain't nothing going to be hidden in heaven no more. You get it? (laughs) 
And so there's some judgments. There's some uh, tribunals. There's some, there's some places of decision that are going to have to be made. Are you for light or are you for darkness? Choices have to may be made in this light. And thanks be to God that he has forgiven all of our sins. Oh, my God, thank you, Jesus. Yes? He says he remembers our sins no more. He removes them as far as the east is from the west. That's why he says daily, if you sin, repent to the Father. Be washed and cleansed. But you are in his righteousness. You are born again from above. And man, we need everything under the blood of Jesus, correct? If it's not under the blood of Jesus, get it there quick. <laughs> Go to John 8. John 8. Don't play with darkness. John 8, verse 12. He says, Jesus spoke to them again, and he said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now, I want you to know how many times he says light and life, they go together, yes? Darkness does not produce life, correct? Only light does. I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but I have the light of life. Go to John 9. Verse 4 and 5. He says, I must work the works of him who sent me while it's day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. John 12, verse 36. John 12, verse 36, he says, while you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. Hmm. Sons of light. John 12, verse 42. He says, nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him lest they should be put out of their synagogue. For they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. That's the snare. Verse 44, so Jesus cried out and said, he who believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And he who sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come as a light into this world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. These are words of Jesus, and I've just pulled a few. The gospelers are loaded with these passages. And he didn't say, hi, I'm of the darkness. <laughs> he said, I am the son of God, right? I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the light of the world. And his whole heart is to gather a family to himself into the light, to be sons and daughters of light, correct? To carry that glory and that kingdom. So if, if he's light and wherever he goes, he brings the kingdom, we are light. And wherever we go, we bring the kingdom, wherever we go. And I'm pretty sure light always overtakes darkness, period. Correct? Go to 1 John 1. First John 1, verse 5. He says, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. 
1 John 1, 5, this is the message that we have heard from him, meaning Jesus, and declare to you, church, that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and we're not practicing the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. Amen? Go to 1 Thessalonians 5, 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 5. He says, very simply, you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. We are sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Beloved, we host the glory of God, the goodness of God, the word of God, the light of God, the life of God, the truth of God every day in our sphere, in our families, wherever we are, the light is greater. The tidal wave, the glory of God is in you, over you, with you, and through you wherever you go. You don't know what you stir up when you walk in the room, right? You don't know what kind of presence of comfort or healing you may bring when you walk into a room. You don't know what kind of conviction you can feel when you walk to your neighbor's house. You don't know what is going on in the spirit realm because you see God's always working. But he knows. He sees it all. He sees it all. You are sons of light and sons of the day. So I have no fear of the darkness. I have no fear of evil. Amen? In Jesus' name. Go to 2 Corinthians 4. He's building up your faith. 2 Corinthians 4. Darkness is creepy and eerie and gross, and we hate it. <laughs> right? Sin is sin. Evil is evil. But the light of God is greater. And you think, well, I know that. But yet, what kind of fear do you walk in? What kind of worry or anxious thoughts do you battle daily? What stronghold, what thoughts are trying to take you captive? That's when you know you're in a wrestling match. And this is why we read the word, we put it in us, we decree it, we pray it, we set ourselves to it, and it overcomes darkness. Amen? That's our instruction through the scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It's all really great, and I guess I could start on verse 3. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 3. It says, but even if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, that's where they're at, lest the light of the gospel of the glory, the light of the gospel of the glory, the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. There it is. For we don't preach ourselves, but we preach Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 
Everybody say, tsunami of glory. <laughs> right? One look, one glance of his eyes. The glory of God captured our souls, our hearts, our spirit man came up front and center to be born again. You just didn't see the movie and what it looked like. Maybe some of you did. Saul certainly did. Yes? But that's what happens. So how much more in this life as we live and move and have our being in him? What kind of glory and light and expectation of a kingdom coming? We don't have time for doubt. We don't have time for unbelief. I've got to be fixed on faith in his word and his word alone. Amen. The light of God has never diminished. You can't turn him off. <laughs> right? The light of God has never diminished. It will never grow dim. Ever. 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 Amen. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This great light is in us. Go to Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18, verse 10. Very simple. It says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. There's a lot of other towers that want the dominion over your life. There's a lot of other strongholds and evil voices and schemes of the darkness that want the dominion over your life. But the name of the Lord is the strong tower, the highest place, the highest name, the true God, the light of the world, God Almighty himself. He is our strong tower. He's our dominion. He's the glory. He's the power. You see that? He's heaven. <laughs> he is the king eternal. And he has dominion over your life, especially if you yield to him. Shift in the way you're thinking. Nothing will overtake you. Now, it's been said, and I'm quoting different redemptive natures of God. It's been said that these are called a biblical bill of rights that you can take a hold of. <laughs> there are many names of God, and we've talked about them here. We've sung about them. We teach them about them in our classes. But knowing the name of the Lord is a strong tower, listen to this. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Je Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Rafi, the Lord our healer. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner. Jehovah Mekadesh, the Lord who sanctifies, who makes us holy. The Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Saboeth, the Lord of hosts or angel armies. Jehovah Rafi, the Lord our shepherd. The Jehovah Rohi, the Lord our shepherd. Jehovah Tiskanu, the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah El Elyon, the Lord most high. Jehovah Makah, the Lord who smites. Kind of like that one. It's really good when you're a little ticked off about something. Jehovah Gamola, the Lord who recompenses or pays back. And Jehovah Shema, the Lord who is ever present. Twelve redemptive natures of God. 
The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. You hear it? It's knowing who your God is. It's knowing and believing who he is. To be amazed and undone, overwhelmed, overtaken, completely blasted by the glory of God, the name of God, who he is, and make it so in your soul. Make it so in your heart. Settle it now and tell any other strong tower over you to leave, be crushed, be pulled down in Jesus' name, and take these names and exalt him above that, right? Know that we are walking, breathing, beautiful, anointed bride of Christ, clothed in his glory and his anointing to go around doing good, and he's got some wisdom laid up for this hour, and we are supposed to be walking in it, right? One side's wisdom, the other side's revelation. One side's knowledge, the other side's the fear of the Lord. You hear it? One side's counsel, the other side's might. The spirit of the Lord is upon you, church. So don't just hold on, barely make it. Right? Come on. Rise up, take your seat in glory with him in heavenly places. Let's decree a thing and proclaim who he is. And take this word, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. You'll never be shaken. Amen? All right, so let's stand up and receive his encouragement this morning. And I pray that you be blessed with it and your eyes will change. Don't gaze into the darkness, beloved. Gaze into heaven. Gaze into the one that lives inside of you. Amen? So, Father, we receive your exhortation, your word. We honor your word, Jesus. We honor you. You are the way, the truth, and the life. You are the light Thank you that you have plucked us out of hell and darkness, transported us into the kingdom of heaven and light, and made us ambassadors of light, warriors of light, sons and daughters of light of the day, full of life and hope, peace, healing, power, glory. Something greater is here. We thank you that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, that we are hidden in God, in Christ, in you for all eternity, sealed with the great Holy Ghost, born for such a time as this, planted and deeply rooted, abiding in your word, and we shall not be shaken. Use us, God. Use us, God. Teach us how to pray effectively, Lord, from the high place, from the high tower, from your name. Teach us how to pray from heaven downward, and the earth will respond. The earth shall respond. The earth is responding. And Father, we agree with you and your heart for sons of darkness to be saved. We agree that Jesus came to save the lost just as he saved us. And we will be humble about this and believe for you to pluck up and out of hell, snatch them out of the fires, that many would come to the light, to the glory of God. That even as the apostle Paul wrote, I know I was the chief of sinners, but his mercy and his grace came upon me. And may you take every one of us, children of light, and use us to increase and multiply and take your kingdom and dominion wherever we go 24-7. And may you fill our mouths, God, with your words, that we will pray it, decree it, prophesy it, shout it from the highest heavens that we could only see the eyes of fire. We can only see the glory of God, that you will be glorified and the nations will know that you are the Lord 
We thank you for saving us, protecting us, healing us, encouraging us, strengthening us. We thank you for all of your blessings, Lord. And we love you. We love you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Good? Amen. All right. Well, be blessed. If you need prayer, come on up. We'll pray for you. This message was brought to you by the Garden Gathering Church, a family of spirit-filled believers in San Angelo, Texas. We long to encounter God's presence and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.thegardenstc.org to realize how the revelation of Jesus Christ can fulfill your mandate in the kingdom of heaven.